So you get this question all the time, and Hollywood often mocks it, where they'll ask the question, well, do you really, why is Jesus always pictured as blonde and blue-eyed? Um, nobody's ever asked you that question? Well, I guess I get more questions. Um, well, there's an answer to that, and the answer is, um, it's just a Catholic custom to actually picture Jesus as indigenous to the culture of the people. So for Germans, they would paint a picture of Jesus uh, as blonde and blue-eyed. For um, Italians, he would look Italian. For Africans, he would look like an African. For Asians, he would look like an Asian. For Irish, he would look incredibly handsome. Um, you just make it look like the people, um, uh, that Christ is in the people. The problem is, is that when immigrants come, came to the United States, like the Germans, they brought this image, perfectly fine. But then if you take the image literally, that's when you get in a problem, that Jesus actually is blonde and blue-eyed. Um, and that should be mocked. And that's when you're clinging too tightly to the image. Um, we're not looking for the image of looking for Jesus. You know, I hope I can see, you know, the blonde Jesus with the good hair. Uh, what we're looking for is the presence of Christ that surrounds us in the Eucharist, in the gospel, in other people. Um, and so you don't want to cling to just that image of the good-haired Jesus. Um, and so Mary Magdalene, when she goes to the tomb in the darkness and peers inside, and the angels say, why are you looking for him here? Um, she sees Jesus Christ. She sees the Christ on the road, and Christ gives that strange line, don't cling to me. And it's not like, if you read the Greek, it's not like, you know, she's hanging onto his leg and refusing to let go. Uh, she's not physically hanging on to him. Uh, she's theologically hanging on to this limited view of the Christ. The same way, if you say, well, I'm looking for Jesus of the good hair, you're clinging to the wrong image. Does that make sense? Um, and so there's a saint, I just like this saying of his, I'm not going to get it exact, Saint Gabriel of uh, Mary Magdalene, who said, um, you can either be like Mary Magdalene in the darkness, running around, uh, mournful, because you're looking for the wrong image of Jesus, or you could be like Mary Magdalene in the light, find the correct presence of Christ everywhere, overjoyed. For us, we want to be Mary Magdalene of the light, finding the presence of Christ everywhere. Our responsorial psalm was, the earth is full of the goodness of God. You know, we can see the presence of Christ everywhere, and like, even in other people, especially people who've been resurrected. And when I say people who are resurrected, I mean St. Peter. Like, the homily, the that he gives in the, the first reading. I don't think the point is what he said, well, could be the point, what he says in the gospel is his homily is important. Think about the important part. Before, Peter, when he asks if he knows Jesus Christ, denies him three times. Peter's a coward in the darkness. But now in the light of day on Pentecost, he stands up and is willing to be persecuted and stands up 
and gives this great homily. Like I, this is my joke, so like he gives a homily and 6,000 people want to be baptized that day. I call that one heck of a good homily. Um, and they say, you know, what must we do? And what he says is, you must be baptized. He doesn't say, just accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, which is a 19th century Baptist creed. Um, no, it's baptism. Um, so the amazing part there is that Peter in the darkness was a coward and worried about himself. Peter in the light, um, wow, he's brave. So <clears throat> I think St. Gabriel's right. Either you can spend your time in the darkness trying to clutch on to an image of Jesus that just doesn't exist, or you can be in the light and be proclaiming and seeing the presence of Christ everywhere in the day. Our spiritual job in, in Easter time is to find Christ everywhere. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.